Welcome to the Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast. Your co-hosts, Jason Smith and Brian Bibbo will inspire and teach you how to prosper in your mind, body and spirit, not just your financial life. Joining forces with field experts, Jason and Brian are here to help you focus on what matters most in your life, living well. This is obviously a, a hot topic for a lot of people is, you know, getting healthy, right? Health and wellness. And especially this time of the year, you know, thinking about going into the new year and what we can do to just get better, right? Get better for our families, for our clients, for our employees. I mean, really, but most importantly, get better for ourselves, right? And so what we're going to do today is I have a a guest, Adam Freeland, a good friend of mine. What's up, Adam? Representing the Bulls. Yeah. Hey, Jason, how you doing? Yeah, and I'm a I'm a I'm a big old school Michael Jordan fan, so I love the I love the Bulls jersey and the Jordan jersey, and I and so tell me why why are you, why are you wearing that jersey? What made you think of that today? So as I was thinking about this this meeting today, I was at the gym and I was working out, and I, I really just thought about you know, you and I had recently spoke about our mutual love of Michael Jordan. I'd spoken to Hammer; he loves Michael Jordan, Matt. Sites loves Michael Jordan, but you and I, I didn't know that he was your, one of your top sports heroes. And there were so many attributes about Michael Jordan that I loved as an athlete. And one of the biggest one is just that inner drive. And as I was working out this morning, I was just thinking about that inner drive and, and really thinking about that for us as the C2P community, really lighting that fire within and, you know, and, and the topic that we're going to really sort of talk about. Yeah. And so, you know, today's topic, it's really just about how do we be better health-wise to become better professionals and better leaders, right? As as leaders to, as I mentioned before, leaders to ourselves and giving ourselves the confidence we need to operate at the highest level and leaders to our families and our businesses and including our employees and our prospects and clients. And so, Adam, you know, you've really done some incredible things, you know, over the last couple of years in regards to like health and wellness and made some pretty outlandish kind of commitments for the average person and hit some really cool milestones and goals. You know, I've seen you transform, right, just even physically since, well, how long has it been now? About a year or so? About a year. Yeah. And, and, and I got to give you the credit, Jason, and you talk about soaring with eagles and being around people that really make you better. You, you are one of those people for me, because one of the things that you asked me to do last year was speak at the mastermind collegium in Phoenix about goal setting. And you, you put it out in like September and I really crashed course on, on getting ready for that, that discussion. And, and when I was going through that process, I, I really re- reevaluated my goals. And part of the thing that I, one of the big goals for me was really getting in good shape. And so that really was the impetus of the aha moment. You know, I appreciate that, Adam. But, you know, I, I, I want to keep, I, I want to kind of talk about the reason I said, but is you put in the work, right? Like, I'm glad I kind of gave you that platform to be able to like, set those declarations because there's something to be said is when you say it out loud and you make a commitment to a group of people, like it's hard to reel that back in, right? Like you kind of like, 
that ship has sailed and people are going to hold you accountable and they're going to look at you a certain way if you don't do what you said you were going to do. You know, and I, I've been a big fan of goal setting for the last 15, 20 years of written goals, long-term goals, short-term goals, one, you know, five-year, three-year, quarterly, you know, personal, professional. I'm really, I really believe in it. But I think one of the things in my, in my journey of studying goal setting is the most successful high performers um, do set that, like say it out loud and they tell everybody about it because it's hard to not, like at that point, it, it sits in the back of your mind and your subconscious and your, every time you see someone, you know, you're thinking, do they remember I said that if you're not doing what you said you were going to do? I mean, a good example is, you know, I've, I made a commitment going into September 1st to go one year alcohol free. And, you know, I love socially drinking. I mean, you know, I have a glass of wine, I mean, on a regular basis, this, that, and the other, that was a big deal. And I told everybody about it. And now it's like, and now I will say a caveat, it's only on U.S. soil because I do, I wanted to give myself the ability to enjoy when in Rome, right? When I'm traveling out of the country, I want to enjoy cocktails, you know, with local people, whatever. My wife has brought up to me that it seems like there's an international trip every month now, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. You can still setting that goal and saying it out loud, there's, there's accountability, there's something to that. And that's what you did a year ago. And Adam, like, like not to be weird about it, but like we were just in Orlando at the C2P retreat, you were at the pool with your shirt off and I was like, holy crap, like you're like crushing it. Like you're fit like a 25 year old is. And like you. you transform in one year, talk a little bit more about the goals, the commitment, what you've done to like keep the guardrails on, right? And, and actually make, take this through to fruition. And then, and I don't want you to talk about necessarily the diet and exercise part of it. Yeah, I do want to touch on that. What I want you to talk about is the mindset and how you surrounded yourself and what you did to manage, you know, kind of the psychological aspect of it. So first of all, you know, one of the things that's really important, how they're, they're congruent with each other is, is that, you know, one, there's a book by uh, a gentleman by the name of Jim Lohr, and he, it's called The Corporate Athlete, you know, and I always love that, that phraseology and just looking at ourselves as, as business people, as corporate athletes and so on, you know, and, and you think of professional athletes, hey, they really invest a lot in their, you know, their wellness. You're from Cleveland. LeBron James is reported to invest a million dollars a year in his health and wellness. And you really think about it. If you're going to be the best leader or best business professional that you can be, the thing about it is that you've got to have your, your sort of health and wellness. You and I were talking about a guy named Gary Flecka, and I've gotten into listening to his podcast, and it's called The Ultimate Human. And he's he, he works with Dana White of the UFC. He works with Steve Harvey, who we all know, the comedian and you know family food. One of the things that that Gary's been talking about a lot was that we just get accepted to like when it, when these people have these transformational types of things, they're like, man, I feel great. And Gary's pushback on it is like, you're feeling normal. We just, you know, Carl and I were talking before this meeting, as you go along, you trudge along, 
you just get into the state of just, you just accept that, Hey, I'm, I'm getting older and I'm going to get heavier and I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to feel a certain way. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. And so, so when you really look at it and, and it requires those big business goals and those big family goals and all those types of things, it requires our health and wellness. We're, we're all focused on retirement income planning. And it, you, you know, at Jason, I think you, you said this to your, one of your, your podcasts for, for JL Smith. It's like the man that has his health has many, many issues. The man with the, that doesn't have his health only has one issue, you know, and it really goes on there. I think we're helping our clients financially to really have their best life. And, but if they don't have their health, it doesn't matter. So, you know, for me, I also looked at it, you know, from the vantage point of how do I better, I want to be a good example to my team. I want to have that energy to really these lofty goals of meeting a hundred million dollars. It takes energy. It takes, it takes commitment. So, so I had it. So, you know, what, when I, back in last year, so, at real the end, quick, I'll just chime in on the Indian, it's a, that's an old Indian proverb. And the way it's stated is a man in good health has a thousand wishes and a man in poor health has only one. And so I, I guess it's been around forever, but it really hit me, it hit home with me, you know, when I heard it. Yeah, yeah it really hit home with me when you did the interview with on the breathing and that really, that is a true truism. And, you know, as, as, as wealth managers, financial planners, we, we are helping our clients and through every stage. And we see that, that aspect of, you know, as people, they lose their health you know, just what the dramatic effect is on their family, emotionally, physically, financially. So it's really, you know, from that vantage point. And what I would say, you know, with the goal setting, Jason, is, is that, you know, and I, I spoke about it at the, the uh, Mastermind Collegium, but some of the things that I'll sort of, that for those that got to hear that, what I would probably say, you know, the terminology that you were talking about, making the public declaration, one of the things that we have our own self image of ourselves. And we want congruency between the image that we have in ourselves and the actual person that we are. And, it, and it's so important to, to really make sure that, hey, if I'm going to say this, I've got I've to be the person that I say I am. And that's, you know, this and the, the, the advantage of the goal. So it's that congruency of what I say and what I'm actually doing. And we all, we don't want to be that hypocrite to ourselves and we don't want to lie to ourselves. So that's one of the things that I really liked, you know, for me, and I heard the Goethe quote, you know, fortune favors the bold. I, I made that bold, bold pl proclamation. And, and, you know, part of me is like, Hey, if I don't, if, if I don't, if I don't achieve it and I fail, it's better that I did it than, than I, than I didn't aspirationally. But what, what happened back during that time period, which was really, really big for me is I, you know, one, I, I made up my mind to do it. And one of the things that really was, was really sort of crucial in all of this was I sought out, sought out somebody that could help me do it. So I've sought out a coach who had the results. I, I had seen him on Instagram and so on. He had the physique that I really wanted. You know, you don't want to go to the person of fitness that, you know, you're probably in better shape in. So he, he had, I sought out a coach who could, who was doing what I wanted. Right. And and the other part about this was it was also a substantial financial commitment. It's, it's always about the skin in the game because, you know, I could have gone to a lot of free resources. I work at a local YMCA. I could have done stuff on there, but then it would have been just easy, easy for me to sort of quit and, 
And just, you know, when, when you don't have a financial stake in the, in the, in the game, it's easier to just opt out. And so one of the things that's really been important. Adam, real quick, I want to interject leading up to what you shared so far. So what I heard you say is number one, you made the commitment, right? You made up your mind in your own head, what you were going to do. You knew what you wanted to accomplish, what you wanted to look like. You made the commitment. Number two, you proclaimed that out loud. Right. And you did that in our Phoenix Mastermind event. You said it out loud. You said what you were going to do. And there was no turning back because you didn't want to disappoint yourself or the other people. So you basically made that proclamation out loud. And then the third thing you did is you went out and you found yourself someone who'd been there, done that, that you could affiliate with to coach you, to hold you accountable, and to kind of help you get there. And then that was the third thing. And, and then at the end of the day, the fourth thing was you cut a check and you made a financial commitment, which makes it sting even worse when you make a financial investment and then you do nothing with it. We've all felt that in the past. And so that was kind of the fourth thing that you did so far of what I've heard you say. Exactly. And the, the other part, Jason, in that first step that you said, I, I made up my mind. One of the things in, in my you know, friendship that I've developed with you and, and the time that we've gotten to know together, you've really shared, you've spent a lot of time with Dan Sullivan and Strategic Coach. And so one of the things that's happened for me is I subsequently, uh, I, I don't have the time to do Strategic Coach at this point because I'm doing a lot of C to P kind of stuff. But one of the things that, you know, I've been reading a lot of his books and one of the things that this is a crucial, crucial thing. It's like I made up my mind, but one of the things Dan Sullivan talks a lot about is, is I really wanted it. You know, Dan, Dan talks about that whole concept back in 1978 when he was divorced and broke. And he said, hey, I'm going to live my life on the things that I really want. Be honest with myself. I want it. And that was really something that and, and oftentimes we set up these goals and they're not really our goals. It's what somebody told us to do. And it, it's not, we go after goals that we really didn't want. And, and, and or we start to have to, we have to feel like we got to justify it to our family and our friends and, and, you know, the people in our lives. Well, for me, it was th that decision point was, I want to do this for myself. Now, of course, is it going to benefit my family? Is it going to benefit my, my friends and, you know, all, you know, all the different things there is the thing, but, you know, being honest with myself, I want it for me. And that's really, you know, and, and giving myself that permission to say, Hey, go after it because, because you, you want it for yourself. And like, did you set a certain time frame commitment add on like, you know, was it a year or was it longer? Did you set any kind of like that kind of commitment? Yeah. So, so it's, it's sort of challenging when you, you know, there was a part of me that there was that where there was some specific weight loss, you know, kind of things that were were on there. But it really, Jason, it was really sort of an the aesthetic, you know. And and if you guys recall, what my I showed the picture of Ronaldo, and and it was really just the look of it. And so, you know, it's interesting, and and this is part of the thing that I, you know, hopefully this is emboldens the, the you know the listeners as as we go through there. I still have that aspirational goal of what I want to look like. I'm, I, you know, I, I've done, you know, I've lost 37 pounds. I've let, I've kept it off and it's really been good. 
but really the, what I really truly want is the aesthetic, you know, candidly, I want to be able to walk around without my shirt off and just, you know, have that, those, you know, washboard abs and, and all those kind of things. I want the V. And so I, you know, I think of it like a mountain, Jason, in, in the sense that I've, you know, climbing Everest, I've gone pretty far in transformational, you know, it's helped me in my life. It's given me energy. I've been, you, you, many of you guys know, I play a lot of baseball. It's really raised my baseball game, but I, I feel like I've somewhat summited in, in there. And, and then, then, you know, I really want to get to that upper echelon where it, I have that aesthetic that I really want. And you really, and in the discussion that I had with you, with your commitment, with, uh, you know, with the drinking that, that you had and the power that you said, Hey, a year is easier than the than the, you know, just making a week commitment. And yeah. the light bulb went off in my head because really to get to that, you know, I made a lot of progress, but now I'm hungry. I want it even more is that, that for me, my Achilles heel is sugar. <laughs> I, my wife, Donna can eat a little morsel of, you know, of sugar, each types of thing, candy or whatever. And it satiates her. For me, it opens the, the floodgates and then I'm off to the races. So you, your declaration, and, and this is where where you get energy from other people, like-minded kind of people. You and I talk a lot about business, but we also talk a lot about health and wellness, family, all those different things. And it was really it, your 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 declaration for yourself gave me the courage to like, okay, hey, my bugaboo is Snickers bars and Reese's mm-hmm. peanut butter cups and you know, all those other things. And, and I'm, I made a commitment. I didn't go the year, Jason, just so I could tell you, I made a commitment that I am not going to eat sugar, processed sugar, processed sugar till March, March 31st, because I really feel that it'll, it'll take me to that sort of that next, next level. Starting what date? I, I did it I, after the Rainmaker moth or after the mastermind collegium, I, I, those three days that I was there. Going over to Disney Springs, I was eating like, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, but, but I, I yeah. was, I was indulging quite a bit. And so really that Wednesday I made the decision, you know, you know, cause you, you, we were sort of talking about, then you and I were talking more recently. So ever Got since it. that Wednesday, I, I made that decision. So December, and, like the early December through March 31st. I think like there's a little bit of a theme there, Adam, I'll piggyback off some things you said and fill in some blanks too, right? Of, of what you said, if like what I shared with you for, for my own journey. So first of all, that's a long commitment, right? December, January, February, March, four month commitment. No, no sugar. I mean, that's huge. That's most people, no way in the world could they do that, right? I, yeah. So what I was talking to you about is I, what I have personally found is I made a one-year commitment alcohol-free other than on U.S. soil, right? And I do travel internationally a a fair amount, a couple times a a quarter, right? Not quite every month. But even still, I I didn't want that to, like, like mess up those experiences, right? I just went in Rome. I just want to do what it is. But by committing to one year, what I have found is, you know, again, I'm, I'm a heavy drinker. I have been in the past, right? A couple of few days a week, you know, whatever. And the thing is, I would struggle week by week of saying, okay, this week, I'm only going to drink alcohol on the weekend, right? Or I'm only going to drink alcohol on Saturday night. And then before you know it, it's like, I'm out for dinner on date night with my wife and she gets a glass of wine and I like to get a glass of wine. 
and some buddies come over, I'm on a business trip or I'm at the bar by myself eating dinner, you know, on a business trip. And it's like, I have a drink. And before you know it, it's like, what is happening? It's like so hard to commit one week at a time. But when I, what I found since September 1st that I made this one year commitment is it's completely out of sight, out of mind. I don't even consider it. I don't even think about having a drink. I've told, I did everything you said. I made the commitment. I said it out loud. I thought I have a coach that holds me accountable and I meet with her every two weeks. And we talk about, don't even need to talk about that anymore. But at the end of the, and I pay her, I write a check, right? I pay her to hold me accountable and wellness as a whole. And so the thing is though, it's out of sight, out of mind. I made that one year commitment. It has been way easier than I have in the past when I've gone 30 days, I've gone 90 days. I'm kind of counting down the days. I'm looking, you know, I'm considering, well, this, that. Now it's just like done. Like it's just totally off the table. So I do think one year is easier than one week, right? But I do think adding a little bit of like rules to it helps too, you know, like I did with the international. And I like it five years ago. I hired, you know, a um, functional medicine doctor to do like corporate. So I read the book, Corporate Athlete. Ironically enough, that's what spurred me. You know, it's funny you bring up that book, Adam, because you and I didn't even talk about this, but that book motivated me. I sent one of my team members to the week-long boot camp, right, of corporate athlete that needed it more than I did at that time. But I hired a functional medicine doctor five years ago that I started meeting with and I still do now on a regular basis. She did a blood test on me to figure out what was causing inflammation in my system. So it's not an allergy test, it's an inflammation test that you can get done. And so I found that gluten and dairy were causing inflammation in my system giving me like arthritis from old basketball injuries and, you know, cranking my neck and stuff. I noticed all that and my allergies really bad. She's like, make a one-year commitment, no gluten, no dairy, and just see what happens to your body. And she convinced me to do it. And I told everybody, and some of you that are on here know, you were here around when this happened, that I committed to no gluten, no dairy for a year. It was a pain in the ass ordering food at restaurants and all that. It was a big lifestyle change. Took about three months to get used to it. And then after that, one year later, it was unbelievable. I lost 37 pounds in one year, just cutting out gluten and dairy. And, and when I go to restaurants, I just say no gluten, no dairy. And it's gotten easier and easier because a lot of people are doing that. And they're finding, you know, causes inflammation in a lot of systems. But at the end of that year, I looked back and I said, do I want to gain 37 pounds back? And I woke up every morning, my feet used to be sore when I'd get out of bed and like first few steps or, you know, first 20 or 30 steps hurt, right? Like from, from breaking my feet, basketball and stuff, all that went away. When I cut out the foods that were creating inflammation in my system, I made a one-year commitment and a year later, I decided I'm not going to introduce them back every now and then. I'll, I'll do a little one-off and, and then I feel the effects from it for a day or two later, but I will. And that's fine. But in, in most, for the most part, I mean, I'm completely gluten and dairy free and now I'm doing the same thing for alcohol. And, you know, I think what, what I'll look back and see is I'll be a social drinker intermittently 
because I wanted to change that behavior. But I think making those long-term commitments and having the guts to say it out loud to a lot of people, right? Like, because if you don't do what you say you're going to do, a lot of people are going to be like, lose a little bit of respect or integrity for you. And, and Jason, I think what's, it's also important for the, you know, the, the folks that are listening to, to, to know too, because, you know, Hey, we worked really hard over that time period and Hey, we're at the stage yard, you know, you, you know, p- certain people might be listening to this, like, man, there's no way I could do, you know, that sugar for three months or, you know, and, or alcohol for a year. The thing that you really want to go in, and I want to give you sort of hope, Hey, I've lost the 37 pounds eating the sugar. So it, you know, that's, that was, you know, part of the thing for me, we, you know, I did it largely through intermittent fasting. So I really got to a huge stage and, and, you know, this past summer, when my family went to the beach, it, virtually the whole time I was eating ba- junk food. And so, but I was able to sort of maintain the weight. You know, the, the thing that- How and, long and, did you start your first fasting? Because I'm really fascinated by this, Adam. I've never done it. But what was your, how, what was the length of time? Tell everybody in the last couple of minutes, like how you started and then kind of where you've evolved to now in, in fasting. Yeah. So I would say, hey, I'm a research oriented guy. So I, I don't, I came from nuclear engineering. So I read a lot of Dr. Jason Fung, Gary Tobbs. And so, you know, I, I looked into it and, and, you know, really uh, there's a thing called OMAD, one meal a day. And so, man, oh my God, I can only, you know, I've been socially conditioned my whole life to, you know, to do it. It was hard. It was really, really, really extremely hard to sort of do it. So when I first started doing it, man, I, you know, I got to, to 10 hours and, and I was, yeah, I was like a ravenous dog and, and it was all, a lot of it was psychology. But this is, and this is where I want to, you know, give people hope and, you know, you go along that journey. You're, you know, hey, it's, you know, you know, this with Dan Solomon, the gap in the game. It's, it's not that you're going to be this finished product as you go in there. You know, it started out at 10 hours and now, hey, can I get, get it to 11, get it to 12? Now, for the most part, I eat one, one meal a day. My fasts are usually like 22 hours long. And, you know, once again, that would be. I, when I first started that journey, that was a bridge too far. So it was really give, there's two aspects of goal setting. That's really, really important is, is expect the defeats. You are going to backslide. You're going to do it. Those are, those are the things that, that happen. But part of the thing in the coaching program that I'm in, in the financial commitment, you know, my coach, we do a lot of different things. I'm in this community. It's like, okay, Hey, it's okay. You're backsliding, but get back on the program and, and, and all those those, those different things. So it's, you know, as you're listening to this, I don't like, well, that could never be me. It it really could be you, you know, make the goal that you have and, but just understand that it's not going to be this upward ascent and I'm, I'm going to have defeats along the way. And that's okay. I I accept that because why new year's resolutions fail is because as soon as you get that first defeat, then, well, Hey, this doesn't work. I I'm just, let's just shelve it And, and, and expect the defeats. And it's just, just like, get back on, get back on the horse. All right, Adam, last thing, share what the name of the program is, just in case somebody wants to check it out. Yeah. So my coach is a a young man by the name of Kevin Chang, and it's the OG, uh, original Gainstas, you know, it's it's sort of the thing on there. You can find him on Instagram. He's a natural bodybuilder. And that was an important part for me is I didn't want to be doing steroids and things along those lines. I want to do it naturally. And, and so, and so Kevin, Kevin really, you know, his whole program, you know, is, is evolved about getting healthy and, and really it's not about losing weight. 
really, this is a big message that I really want to make sure for you guys, you know, is a lot of it is diabetes, obesity, heart disease. They're all sort of related based on our diet. And so what we, what really ultimately you're striving for is metabolic health is that you're just not having it. That's really what his program is about. The weight loss is a, is a side benefit. It's just getting really healthier. Thank you so much for joining us, Adam. And everybody have a happy, merry new year, Christmas, holiday season to all of you. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next year. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast. We hope we inspired you to make changes so you can live your best life. If you want to find out more about what we do, or if you want to have a holistic wealth and health financial plan, please call 456-833-7000. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it widely with your friends and family.